This is the Christian Authors Podcast, and I'm your host, Vitri. I connect you to real people who have real stories and are willing to share their real life experiences of becoming an author. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. I'm so glad to have you join us today. Let's dive in. On this episode, I had a conversation with Jason Alcott. Permit me to read the biography of Jason Alcott. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Jason Alcott is a writer born and raised just outside of Vancouver, BC. He studied business at Trinity Western University, graduating with a Bachelor of Business Administration, and currently works supporting a great operation team in the construction industry. He began writing his debut book, The Sewing Principle, after recognizing the role that sewing and reaping was playing in his life and impact, and the impact this understanding could have on others. When he is not writing, he can often be found with his wife trying to wrestle their toddlers into car seats to go and explore all the adventures waiting just outside their front door. Mr. Jason, you are welcome. I'm Victory all the way from Nigeria. It's an honor and it's a privilege to have you join us today on this show. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Good to meet you. Congratulations once again for your book i'm so very excited because i went through it and really it's it's loaded it's loaded wow this is wonderful god is doing great and amazing thing let us dive into the question as quick as possible now my first question for you will be let's talk about our thoughts you mentioned in the chapter one of your book that our thoughts are within our control as Christians and that the way we think affects how our life has been so i want to ask you this question that how has this like our thought how has it affected our sewing principle and what should we expect to reap as believers based on the thoughts that we have within us yeah that's a, that's that's a good question i think the first the first point i want to point out is we have to recognize that we can control our thoughts right that we can uh, actually choose what it is that we're thinking about we don't often get to choose our feelings or our emotions but we can choose what we're thinking about and you can't think about two things at the same time so and what you think about matters because what you're thinking about you know eventually becomes your words which eventually becomes your actions which which you know becomes a part of your life and becomes a part of your identity and who you are so if we're able to to recognize that we can control our thought then when we find ourselves going down you know a negative thought pattern or thinking about things maybe from a less than positive perspective which we all do right we're, we're humans that's that's part of it uh, but we can we can choose to think about things that are positive we can cho- choose to focus on you know all the things that we're grateful for and when we do that consistently sowing those thoughts consistently um, in the long run, it, wow, I mean, the impact on your life is absolutely incredible. You're either focusing on what you don't have or you get the opportunity to focus on what it is that you have been blessed with and all the opportunities that God continues to put in front of you. Was the driving force behind um, this book? And I say it was based on the thought you had at a particular point in time in your life that you, you had to just pause and say, I have to um, be careful of the thought in my mind so that I don't reap something that will be negative in the future. What was the driving force behind this book, The Sewing Prince? Yeah, the driving force behind the book was that I recognized that this was sort of impacting my life. And now I'm 41 years old this year, and it continues to become more and more relevant every single day. 
that you know the thoughts that I've had over the last 20 30 years of my life that that sort of compounds and all those seeds are being sown and I see and I'm living the fruit of those thoughts whether they be positive or negative in the past and so there was a point in my life many years ago kind of the basis of the book the base story of the book was before I was married and before I was dating and I, I wrote this list of uh, you know the types of attributes that I was looking for in my future wife. I wanted someone who was, you know, seeking God's will in her life and a woman of integrity, and had that we'd have similar ideals in raising children and good values. And I wrote this list, and God said, you know, spoke very clearly to my heart. He said, "That's a great list, Jason, but the woman that's on that list isn't going to marry or date the man that you are today." I, my identity was not, you know, I wasn't living out a life of integrity. I wasn't living out life according to the values that I said that I wanted to have. And so I needed to recognize that I needed to take responsibility for my own thoughts and grow into the man that I believe that God wants me to become. Uh, I've still got a long way to go, but I'd like to believe at least I'm stepping in that general direction on a daily basis. Wow. I think I listened to some of your podcasts, the ones you are featured in, and um, you always mention, you always go back to this story. But then I have a question because how, how did you feel when um, God told you that you didn't measure up to the kind of woman you wanted? Like, how were you able to deal with that feeling of, no, you don't measure up? Like, how, how did you navigate that process? Because there are times in our lives, maybe what we want, sometimes we don't measure up to it. And then when this thing is being thrown to our face, and like when we are being told to embrace this, um, we feel so much frustration within, or we feel angry within. Like, how did you feel when the Holy Spirit just ministered to you that, you know what, this is this isn't you. How did you feel at that moment? Yeah, I think we always are all, all facing these sort of moments all the time, right? This gap between where we are in this, where we are today and where we think that we should be or where we, we believe maybe that we should be. Um, I, in my opinion, we're, there's always a gap for me. Like I'm always striving. I believe God's always got something more that he wants to do in and through me. And so there's always a gap. That's something I'm always wrestling with. Um, I think there's times where, yes, you can get frustrated, but I try and limit that frustration to a, as short a period of time as possible because there's okay. nothing I can do about the past right yeah and and I've only got tomorrow you know today and tomorrow uh, Lord yeah. willing right that I wake up tomorrow and I'm safe and everything's good right that I have the opportunity yeah. to sow to the future so any any hours or days that I spend focusing on the, the, the mistakes that I've made and there will always be mistakes right and I mean thank yeah. goodness for grace right otherwise yeah. <laughs> we'd yeah. all be in a lot of trouble yeah um, <laughs> But I, I gain nothing by focusing on what I haven't done or or that I sowed, uh, you know, into sin or whatever it was. I gain very little um, by so by focusing on the past. I gain so much more by focusing on, you know, Lord, forgive me. What do you? How can I make the right? What's the next step? How can I step forward positively into the future in the direction that you want me to go? All right. So it's all about them not focusing on the past and then living for the present and even the future. Because you can't change the past, no matter how much you try to, you can't change it. That's that's very, very amazing. And I can so much resonate with that. All right. Um, I I'll have to ask this question that um what what word do you have for those people who feel that God doesn't reveal his will for their life to them? We're still talking about the process of you writing the book. What's what spurred you up into the writing of the book? Because 
Christ had to just, the Holy Spirit minister to you and uh, you had to write out the things that you wanted in your wife and then you saw the way you didn't measure up. But what of people that they don't know they are sowing wrongly into their life, but then the Holy Spirit is not coming to them to tell them this is the way that you should go. And they are like in the point of no decision to make because there is no direction for them in their life because they feel like God is not revealing his will to them. What word do you have for them and how can they navigate those moments in their life without feeling um, lost out? Yeah, that's an excellent question because I think I meet a lot of young people, um, a lot of people that are looking and saying just that. They're saying, I don't know what God wants to do in my life. I don't know what his will is for my life. Um, and I, mm. I, I totally understand that. I, I feel like there's there's points, you know, even off even today where I'm going, all right, Lord, what are, what are we what are we doing? What, what, what's the next step? What are we working on? Um, you know, when it doesn't necessarily seem to happen as quickly as I thought that it would or, or life doesn't play out the way that maybe I thought that it should. And so we have that. The first thing I remind myself when I feel something like that is, am I in communication with God? Like, am I actually allowing him to speak into my life? And when I say that, what I mean is primarily two things, although there are many more, but the first one being, you know, am I actually spending some time in prayer each day? Am I am I creating this space in my life for God to speak into my life? Because often I imagine your life is, is somewhat like mine and that we get very busy, right? We have, you know, nobody gets more than 24 hours a day, but our days are very full. And if we don't actually give God the space to speak into our life, and, and the second one is right in that same category, but am I actually spending time in the Word? Am I actually reading the Bible and allowing God to speak into my life? In my personal experience, that when I have most experienced God speaking into my life is when I have those two things happening on a very consistent and daily basis. I'm reading the Bible and I'm creating space for prayer and time to allow Him to speak in my life. We do this, but it's difficult to sit there and God and say, you know, God doesn't reveal himself to me. He won't share his will for my life from me. I don't know what that is, but you actually haven't yeah. given him any opportunity to say what it is. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're so right. So what must they be sowing at this moment in their life to be able to hear from God? What are, what are some of the key things in the sowing principle, just like you highlighted in the book? Yeah, I think that the key one right away is like, my, I can only speak from my personal experience. I'm not a pastor. My personal yeah. experience was that when I started to read my Bible consistently, uh, my whole world changed because yeah. I developed a relationship with Jesus Christ. That, and I've been a Christian since I was a young boy, but I developed this relationship that was so alive because he wants to speak to me. He wanted to speak into my life. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't giving him the space to do that on a consistent basis. So the first thing was, you know, getting into my Bible on a consistent basis and then opening up and just praying about, you know, all things, right? Like he's like, he's very open. He wants to talk about it. I'm not just praying about the big thing. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to bring him into all parts of my life, all aspects, all decisions, um, and just giving him pause and giving pause and allowing Christ to speak into my life. You've got to develop a habit around that develop a you know a strength around god allowing god to speak into your life in the book you mentioned about time being a very important thing in the sewing principle like knowing that our gifts like our gifts are normally they they don't die off can't quote the words you use um, correctly but you said yeah. our gifts do not die off you were given an example of you, um, you playing um, the piano 
So can you tell us about our gift and how is it interrelated to the sowing principle of our life? Yes, well, I think God gives everyone gifts. I think God gives, uh, you know, every one of us has, has, a, has different gifts, skills, talents, and abilities that God's given us. But it's important to recognize that if God gives you a gift or skill or talent that could be, maybe it's in sports or maybe it's in communication with like what you're doing with this podcast, Victory. Like, it's one thing for you to have the gift. But then you actually need to take it and actually sow into it. So like, just like you're doing with this podcast, right? Like you're, you need yeah. to sow into the building of this podcast and that is going to take time. So even yeah. though God has given you a gift to, to connect with people, to uplift people and to encourage people, just because you have the gift doesn't all of a sudden mean that, you know, you're great at it. Um, mm. It's like if, if you were gifted at playing basketball, just because you were gifted, that would just mean you'd need to practice all the more to actually become great at playing basketball. Right. Yeah. You, if, if you're gifted in something, it means that you should actually be sowing so much more of your time, effort and energy into that gift to allow it to develop, to allow God to develop that gift in you so that you can actually have the impact that God wants you to have so that God can have that impact through you. But too often, I think sometimes we look at it and we go, well, here's my gifting. So now where is the impact? without actually mm. having done any of the work to Anything. develop the gift, right? The place of developing a gift is very, very important because normally the gift is there, but then when you don't develop, then you feel like this gift is gone. But some people will, will say that they don't have a gift. Do they know what to, to sow in their life to make them harness their gift? Um, I would I would definitely uh, ask the people around you. The people around you probably know what your gift is better than you if you haven't figured yeah. it out yet. You know, and 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 start serving, start start you know supporting and serving in your local community, in your local church. I promise you that your gifts will show up. <laughs> but you got to get out and actually do something. You can't be sitting on your couch waiting for your gifts to reveal themselves. You got to get out. <laughs> you got to go do stuff. You got to help. Volunteer, right? Get involved. Your gifts will will reveal themselves. Yes. Uh, on that, I also listened you. You said it took you two years to write this book. Wow. Like I must commend you a lot. That's that's a lot of time. And how how has been the writing process coming up every day? And uh, what made you? Because perhaps it could have been lengthier than this, but there was a time you decided that I should put in more effort. So how was the writing process for you? How how was it? Yeah, the writing process is very interesting. I'd wanted to write a book for a long time, Victoria. I'm sure a lot of your listeners also have written or want to write books, and they probably would agree with me. But I recognized, you know, a number of years ago that I wanted to write a book, but the book was never going to write itself. Um, Hmm. There was never going to be a perfect time. You know, I have three kids now. I had two kids under the age of four when I started. Um, you know, I have I work full time and, and life is full. Um, but there was never I never had in the two years that I wrote the book, I never had like a, a five hour window of time where I was able to just sit quietly and write my book. Like I I don't think I did that once. My book was written in 30, 45 minute, 15 minute increments between five and six AM, you know, Monday mm-hmm. to Friday when my family was asleep because that was the time that I was able to make uh, available to write the book. That was the only way it, it would work and and once I recognized that I was going to do it, it was just a matter of committing to that process and actually seeing it all the way through to completion. Not simple, but if you're waiting for a perfect time to step forward in whatever it is that God's calling you to, to do, um, you're going to be waiting a long time. <laughs> there's no there's no perfect time. You're gonna, you you got you to gotta make the time. Uh, you got to carve it out. You got to figure it out. 
that there's no perfect time but there are things that might have spoiled you up at that moment to keep going like what are some of these things that maybe perhaps maybe while you were writing maybe you just felt so locked out and you're like i'm not going to keep on writing like have you ever felt something like that yeah definitely I, I like right now i i create a new video every week so I, i'm not writing another book at the moment but i'm creating a new video every week and there is you know there are many weeks where i'm like all right well what what's it going to be this week um you know what am i going to talk about and I, I consistently just try and get back to you know what's what's the goals how am i trying to uplift and encourage people um you know where can i, I i'm also constantly making sure that I have really positive inputs into my life. So, you know, I love a podcast like yours where I can be uplifted and encouraged and potentially learn something new. So I listen to a lot of great podcasts. I like to read. I read a lot. Um, I li like to make sure that I'm always sort of filling my mind with positive things that allow me to learn so that I then can have an outflow of positive things that I can hopefully uplift and encourage other people. So when you're feeling, if I ever feel stuck or, or locked into something, I start looking around for, well, where am I going to go learn something new? Um, I start looking at the books that I've got that are I haven't read or maybe have read recently. Can I go back through them? Are there podcasts okay. that I've listened to recently that I enjoyed that have something maybe I could share or write about? Um, there's a wealth of information available. I just have to do a good job of curating that and remembering that it's there. Yeah, and that's exactly what you're doing right there. It's just exemplifying the sewing principle. So it's what you sew that you're going to reap. So yes. I believe those that um, are feeling that that is because of what they are sewing and that, that's going to tell them what they are going to reap. So what should your readers expect from you in the future as regards writing and other things you do? Yeah, no, I look forward to, to, to writing another book at some point in the future. I'm still kind of waiting for, you know, clarity about what that'll look like, but I'm really enjoying um, building this sort of community of people that are watching these videos every week and being encouraged by the videos. Uh, you know, writing a book is one thing, but uh, and I love it. I would never not do it. I, I enjoyed it. I learned so much through it. I think it's been a great encouragement to a lot of people. Um, and now I'm, I recognize there's a whole other audience that really enjoys video. And I, I'm enjoying that process myself of learning how to, to create videos that uplift and encourage people to kind of pursue God's purpose in their life. So that's, that's really what I'm focused on right now and probably will stay focused on that for the next couple of years. So um, let me just ask this also. Um, has there been maybe moments in your life that you were like, wow, what I've written actually is blessing me. You scroll through your book again and you already this line. I'm like, wow, was I the one that just wrote this? Has there been such moments in your life that this book in return has been a change to your life positively? You're not just writing it to bless others. You yourself have been blessed in return and there have been changes in your life. Absolutely. I think one of the things that I... I get the most feedback on in the book and one of the things that's impacted my life the most is recognizing that the sewing that I'm doing is not necessarily today and, and tomorrow is not necessarily for me to reap a harvest um, mm. it's for God it's for God to reap a harvest and that harvest may happen in my lifetime and it may not you know it, or it could be for my children it, you know it, it, but it's not all about me and I think I always need that reminder um, and so that consistently comes up a lot and it's a good reminder for me you know, so much of, of what we talk about these days is, well, you know, what's in it for me, right? If I do this, you know, if I invest in this, if I sow my time here, well, what will I get out of it? That's not how, you know, what Christ calls us to, what God calls us to. He calls us to sow for his kingdom, not for mine. Um, and that that's something that consistently I need to keep in front of me. 
So um, just in summary, can you tell the audience how they can purchase your book and how they can connect with you? And you make amazing videos on your YouTube page. Like I followed it and I wish you the very best in the, in that because YouTube is not for the weak, but you are doing it very well. <laughs> you are doing it very well. I can't say because I also have a channel, but it's not for the week. I did very well. So how can um, re- listeners connect with you and what you do? Oh, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, the, so the book is available on Amazon. Um, so just and just search The Sewing Principle or, or Jason Elcott. Um, and the best way to find me is at jasonelcott.com. So that's J-A-S-O-N-A-L-C-O-T-T.com. Uh, and that's the best place to find me. And from there, you can find links to the YouTube channel and find links to social media and the book. It's all, it's all there through the website. All right. Thank you so much for coming to this quick and very brief interview. I'm so glad to have you join us. And I'm so very humbled and um, delighted. enjoyed today's episode please do well to like share and also subscribe on the platform you are listening to now it's going to give me such great joy to know that you have enjoyed listening to the conversation with the guest author till another time i remain your host victory for further inquiries you can send me an email at the christian authors podcast at gmail.com also you can visit my website at podcast.achiva.com every relevant link will be included in the description thank you so much for tuning in and have a lovely day bye